Hey guys, Editor Allison here. Just wanted to give a disclaimer that I've noticed some static noise a little bit in the first episode and definitely throughout this episode. I just wanted to apologize for that. We've been having some technical difficulties with audio and so we just wanted to let you guys know that we know about it and we're working to fix that for future episodes. So please continue to listen to our show. We can only get better from here. And now here's the show. You always say boo. I do? Okay. I didn't yeah, know. It's, I'm Kelly. I'm Allison. Boo. Got, like, it goes back and forth. Okay. It's a little tennis. Okay, okay. Hey, guys. I'm Callie. And I'm Allison. And you're listening to Boo. Gotcha. <laughs> we did it. So I need to talk about how I'm leaving for the UK on Saturday and how much it's freaking me out. The UK? <laughs> the UK. I've been, like, buying everything okay. I need and packing a little bit. I'm really bad at, like, not packing. Like, I, I pack... just cuss. I'm sorry. I said uck because, like, UK, but then I realized that over you, it kind of sounds... I didn't say <laughs> this word, guys. <laughs> UK, Uck. <laughs> No, we love you, UK. We love you. Please accept me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. <laughs> We're not British, but you could put a British filter on it. I don't know. That doesn't... That's not real. <laughs> Your curls look fabulous. Your curls Thank are looking you. fabulous they're, today. They're braid curls. I... The best of all curls. Love those. I bought a um curler that's like a brush curler, you know? And it was kind of a fail at first. But it's because you have to really learn how to style it. But I got my hair caught in it it's while I was you home alone. Use it properly. Exactly. I got my hair stuck in it while I was home alone, and so I started bawling. Oh my gosh, it was stuck, and so I turned it off so it wouldn't burn my hair off. It was a nightmare. Eventually, I got it out. I didn't have to cut it out. I pulled it out, and it was just awful. Have well, have you ever used the curler that like sucks your hair in? No, I feel like that's a trap. Have you? Yeah, I did for when for prom. But someone else was doing it, so yeah. I wasn't, like, if I was doing it myself, I probably would have been more freaked out, but yeah. she knew what she was doing. But it was kind of nice. It was a nice little, like, mm, yeah, mm. like, it was a nice little, because she just, like, kept uh-huh. going around my head. Did it go just, quick? It's nice. It did go pretty quick. I was surprised. Oh, that's so nice. So if I actually, like, learned how to use one of those and maybe got one, I don't know how expensive they are, but I, I would say A+. Plus. I saw um, Dyson created this, like, hair dryer that curls it or straightens it while it's blow drying it but it's five hundred dollars okay and it's like it's like with the design of the nisan vacuum or de- whatever it's called australian it's it's that remember the commercials for it the dyson it's dyson it's that vacuum do you no. remember the commercials with the australian guy he's like with your dyson vacuum the only australian <laughs> commercial i've heard is outback steakhouse <laughs> And that was a terrible accent. That just sounded like me yelling in a deeper voice. But he's like, "Why the lobster? I, I don't. That was. I can't." When I was staying with your grandparents, they thought it was hilarious. Like they loved doing the Australian outback like um, commercial, like just in their living room. Of course. And your grandpa was like, "We could go to outback, <laughs> get the grill and the bobby." <laughs> that was so cute. It was so funny. <laughs> Shout out to my grandparents for listening to this podcast. Really, um, though? They're the best. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Love I love guys. them so much. Okay, guys. So this episode is going to be airing um, a little bit after Patriot's Day. So stay tuned for my story, which features... Red, white, and blue. Patriotism <laughs> in a spooky form, <laughs> I guess. Spooky form. Spooky patriotism. It's the U.S., it's but spooky. Patriotism. Oh, wait, that's just America. (laughs) Can I get an F in the chat? (laughs) Okay, who's going first? I think... Um, I went first last time. Yeah, so I will read your story first. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited for you to read this. Okay, let's talk about this title. Okay. Haunting Um, Memories of Planet Earth. It's very poetic. Yeah, it's... It's a little kind of little little something like <laughs> about climate change. Um, it's like mm-hmm. 
it's like a horror story about climate change, basically. Wow, so real life? Yeah. Because climate change is real life? Hashtag, this is actually a climate change awareness channel. <laughs> this is a non-fiction story. <laughs> this is actually our future, so pay attention. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so here we go. The calming noises of ocean waves began to sound. Crashing lightly, but the noise began to began to build. Waves rose from small lapses to twelve-foot monsters, the scene now filling the room. Lily woke in a panic, only to realize the sound was just her alarm. As usual, only this time she had been dreaming the ocean was swallowing everything around her, and she was all that was left. Needing a few minutes to recuperate, she stayed in bed thinking of what ocean water would feel like, imagining a fresh breeze brushing her hair back. Lily brought herself back to reality by splashing her face with some cold water from the filter and putting on her OptiWear glasses. This podcast is not sponsored by OptiWear glasses. Thank you. Checking in on today's news, text messages, and most importantly, carbon monoxide levels and weather. Good morning, San Francisco! It's July 7th, 2045, and here's today's forecast. As the newscaster reeled on about the extreme summer heat, Lily put on some coffee while she got ready for work. Taking one last deep breath, she put on her oxygen mask, grabbed the backpack with her tank attached to it and her purse, heading out the door. Dusty winds hit her, whipping her hair into her eyes, making it difficult for her to make her way to the car. Her optoware began buzzing, an electronic female voice began speaking. Oxygen levels too low to remove equipment. If you feel dizzy, dehydrated, confused, or begin to have shortness of breath, remove yourself from the outdoors. Lily made her way to the trunk so she could put her workout bag in it for after work, but when she opened the trunk, she began to feel like she was spinning, her car disappearing. Suddenly, she was on a different driveway, but no, it was familiar. Lily! Get Cooper! Lily looked up from the trunk to see her mom laughing. Her dog, when she was a kid, a small beagle, Wade, had gotten out the front door and was sprinting towards her. He bounced up on her legs, begging for attention. The sun was shining. She suddenly gasped for air when she realized she didn't have her oxygen mask on. What is it? Her mom responded, looking where Lily was staring. The grass, Lily said. It's green. Uh, yeah, Lily. Come on, grab Cooper and help me with the groceries. Lily looked down in the trunk, seeing about 15 plastic bags full of food and other household goods. She went to touch one of the plastic bags, but felt like she was spinning again. She was back in front of her car, as if nothing had changed. Worried something was wrong with her mask, Lily quickly got in her car, starting the engine and taking off, on her way to work. She wouldn't be surprised if the oxygen mask wasn't enough to support her. Earth's state was quickly deteriorating, the end nearing. She reached a stoplight about two blocks from her workplace and it began to happen again, the spinning, everything blurring away before a whole different scene was unfolding in front of her. Go! You're going to get hit from behind, Lily! Lily looked over to the passenger seat to see her mother, with a worried look, pointing ahead of them. Lily realized the light was green and started driving. She looked up in the rearview mirror to see herself, only seven years younger. She noticed it was about the time she had gotten her permit and began to quickly take in her surroundings, trying to figure out what was going on. Her mom reached for the volume and turned it up. People, the planet is warming! A man's urgent voice pleaded through the radio static. Here is what at stake if we don't act now. Before Lily could hear what he had to say about the warning signs she had seen as a teenager, that her planet wouldn't be the same for very long, her mother changed the channel. The scene blurred and she was back in front of the traffic light near her work, horns blaring behind her at the long overdue green light. Gosh, I'm going, Lily exclaimed. She scoffed at the impatience of people and began trying to gather all the info she was receiving from these hallucinations or maybe flashbacks. She didn't know what they were. The plastic bags, the radio man, it had to have something to do with the state of her home, planet Earth. A car veered past her. A lovely middle finger stuck out the passenger window. People were so impatient these days. Everything had to be now, now, now. Maybe if we had just sat down and listened to what the professionals and scientists were telling us, taking the time to consider our slim options, our planet wouldn't look the way it does. Full of trash, a dying ecosystem, and generations of angry, frightened children. 
This is all too real for me. <laughs> <laughs> Get in my feels. One ounce of patience could have saved them all. Those memories from her childhood wouldn't just be good, distant memories, but a continuing reality of fresh grass, blue skies, and happiness. Gathering the hallucinations were from the stress of what has happened at- Whoa. Gathering the hallucinations were from the- st- Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta- Gathering- Gathering the hallucinations- <laughs> I'm trying to, like, figure out how to read this. Okay. Take five. Gathering the hallucinations were from the stress of what was to happen later that day. Lily took a deep breath as she pulled into work. There we go. The 20-story building casting a dark shadow onto her car as she drove down into the parking... <laughs> Kelly, this grammar. You the got 20... it. <laughs> the 20-story building... Oh. The 20-story building cast a dark shadow onto her car as she drove down into the parking garage of Ether Corp. She worked as chief sustainability officer in the center of San Francisco piecing together this broken world one city at a time. However, it seemed there was no end to the fixing. Things were falling apart quicker than Ethercorp could fix them. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Ether. Okay. Ether. Hey, Lily! A co-worker piped at her as she walked into the elevator. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, just, it's usually, like, piped up, but it's just... A co-worker piped at her. <laughs> I've always used it that way, just a co-worker piped at her. Freaking piped at her. Okay. Um, she went to the 20th floor. Everyone at Ether Corp was happy that day. She just felt uneasy and a pull at her conscience as the flashbacks continued to haunt her every move. Once Lily got to her office, she changed into heavy trousers, brown hiking boots, a light blue t-shirt, and pulled her hair back, laying the clothes she wore to work for when she came back. She took a huge sigh and sat down, staring out the window, seeing only barren city streets, full of dust, trash, and impatience. A woman in a dark blue suit with short black hair knocked on the open office door. Lily, it's time. They're ready when you are. Lily got up, but before she could move, she got a glimpse of the picture of her and her mother. It was taken just a year ago, the two of them at a convention for saving youth's education of Earth's reefs. (laughs) Okay, it's supposed to be a convention about, like, if the reefs are gone by then, like, trying to preserve the education to the youth about the reefs. But I could not think of a shorter name. I also just... I don't think I pronounced, like, half of those words right. I'm going to take another go. <laughs> At a convention for saving youth's education of Earth's reefs. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Even though they you. were long gone, Lily and her mother want to preserve the life they once knew. Lily couldn't believe how much had changed in the last 60 years. That's right, she thought to herself. It has been. To this day. 60 years since that picture was taken. Oh my gosh, how old is Lily? Dun, dun, dun! She like 80? But wait, go back. She said the picture was taken a year ago, but wait. it's 60 years later? What? <laughs> keep reading. Just keep reading. Okay. Lily walked past the photo <laughs> down the hall of the 20th floor into the elevator. She pressed floor 13 down she went, breathing heavily. Her hands began to sweat. No matter how many times she had done this, she always felt so frightened. It was like a never-ending nightmare. I'm just laughing because you, like, this story is so, like, mysterious, and mine is just one big pile of I don't even know. <laughs> oh, no. It's just a big meme. But this one is actually good. Okay, anyway. Um, it's you. Oh, welcome back, Lily. A much older man greeted her right at the elevator entrance as usual. She was scanned, making sure there was nothing but the clothes on her back, and then escorted to a dark black room. The room was made of entirely black brick, but despite its menacing, empty look, Lily felt a relief at what was about to come. Lily? A woman about her age called her name through a large window on one of the brick walls. We're going to get right to it. You've been briefed, yes? Yes. So you understand the increased danger of this journey? As always, infiltrate, execute, and evacuate. Hopefully, you'll be coming home to a greener planet. Six times the charm. She remembered the flashbacks for some reason this time. Her journey felt much more personal. Setting the year. Year 2020. Lily, are you ready? Yes. Lily stared into the window at her colleagues, knowing she wouldn't see their faces for some time wishing she could escape to the other side of that window, the safety between her and them. 
The woman's face sternly counted down. Launching in three, two, one. Executing plan reawakened. Lily saw a blast of white light and then nothing. She kept her eyes closed, waiting for something to awaken her senses. A light breeze tugged at her hair. She opened her eyes. It was the year 2020. She was to execute Plan Reawaken, in her own words, for the sixth time. She was going to try and save the planet from its disease. Humans. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. The end. I'm true. Humans are literally plaguing the earth, am I right? (laughs) And if I think about it, like... Basically, Lily has been going back repeatedly trying to figure out how to end, like, how to fix climate change, you know, when it's early on. Yeah. And they have come to, like, the last thing, which is just humans. They need to figure out what to do with them, basically. (laughs) So, yeah. So the picture was taken a year ago because it was 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, no. The picture was taken in 2044, but she's been doing this. She goes, every time she goes back, she goes for like 10 years. That's how I thought of it. Every time she goes back. Well, no, that wouldn't. Wow. Realizing my story doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't think about it and then it makes sense. Welcome back, guys. Except we got a new segment for you. I'm so excited to do this. I don't know why I said accept. I just said it. I was like, accept. (laughs) What's going on in your head? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so we've got a brand new segment for you. It is called Monster Mad Libs. And I'm pretty sure everyone knows what a Mad Lib is. But Callie, just in case someone just doesn't know what that is, explain it to the folks. Okay, so a Mad Lib is when you have a story, but certain pieces of the story are missing, like just words. So say it's a noun or a verb or an adjective. So Allison will be reading the story, and when she gets to a blank, well, she'll just go through... Okay, well, I'm about to explain things. She'll go through and have me fill in all the blanks. She'll just, like, tell me, I need a noun. And I'll just say, like, candle. And, and Callie doesn't an see the story. So that's yeah, the whole I don't point. See the story She's just picking them at random. But it's spooky, yeah. so you gotta pick spooky words. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll make sure to put spooky, horrific, terrifying. Okay, so first off, we need a place. Oh. Oh my gosh. Um. I want like a good haunted place. Elevator music. Oh, I was like, that's not a place. <laughs> um. When it's supposed to be simple, but you spend 50 hours trying to <laughs> We're going to go with the White House. Ooh, okay. I guess. No, we're going to go with your bedroom. Okay. That's scary. Your bedroom. The monster was in your bedroom. Also, to make this funnier, <laughs> I'm not going to change the grammar to make it sound nice, so it's going to be a mess, and it's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> I need an action from you. Um, stabbing. Okay. Is that an action? Yes. <laughs> I need a body part. And remember, this is a clean show, so... Uh, so no... <laughs> Don't say it or I'm going to have to bleep you out. My piano roof. Um. Oh, gosh. I can't stand thinking about someone's just, like, feet being cut off. So let's just go with feet. That just whole, um, oh my god. I can't even think about it. Okay. Okay. Put it down. I need another action. <laughs> um, uh, skateboarding. <laughs> that can be horrific sometimes. Okay. I need another action. Ooh. I just have lots of action. There's a lot of action in horror. Um, ghosting around. What does that, that even mean? Well, well that even makes sense. <laughs> You was just ghosting around. Okay, now we need a person. So, like, a famous person oh. that people would know. But spooky. Oh. Thanos. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and then I need one more action to complete the story. 
Okay. Um, Make it a good one. It's the final thing. Eating. If I should change that, I'll change it. <laughs> okay, are you ready for your Madeline? Monster I'm Madeline? I'm so excited. Here we go. In dramatic read. <laughs> I sat nervously at the your bedroom. I was sweating profusely and felt like stabbing. I could feel someone's feet on me, but I couldn't tell who it was. I waited for a while before jumping up and running for my life. Whoever was skateboarding me decided decided to chase. I could hear them closing in behind me. Panicking, I quickly turned around and ghosting around them. (laughs) Turns out it was just Thanos. They had just wanted to eating me. I'm crying. Put that on my tombstone. They had just wanted to eating me. Oh my gosh. And that's the Mad Lib. (laughs) Give it up for Callie, everyone. I can feel their their feet on me. (laughs) Skateboarding. That was good. Uh. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Okay, I gotta read your patriotic story. Oh, I gotta find it. It, it literally starts with Abraham Lincoln. Okay, hold up. Before we go <laughs> beep, Allison's obsessed with Abraham Lincoln. Like, from day one, she was birthed I'm wearing a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, let's get some backstory on this. So, back in elementary <laughs> school, this is where it all started. I think it had to have been like third or fourth grade. There was this thing at the library, they would do like events. And one of the events was dress up as your fave president, and then you'd bring in a paper, you'd write, like, a biography about them, but you would guess the president. So, like, you would go up in front of the group and you'd say, like, I was born on this, and, you know, I was six foot four, and I wore a top hat. And, you know, obviously everyone knew I was Abe Lincoln, but it was the fun. And then, mm-hmm. like, at the end, when you finish, everyone would say, like, who did you think Allison was? And we'd all write it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... And I literally was, like, Andrew Jackson, because <laughs> I was... Uh, and so my mom... <laughs> You know, being number one mom out there, she bought this piece of fabric with, like, strings hanging off, and it looked like a beard, and then she put these two loops on the edges, so it would, like, if you can imagine this, the loops go around your ears, and then the beard would hang, and so it's, like, my favorite thing ever, and I still have it and the top hat that I wore back in fourth grade when I did that presentation, and Callie and I literally did a senior project, and I dressed up like Abraham Lincoln, and we made this whole video, and it was amazing, and so I'm gonna okay, keep that Okay, we should actually, like, tag that video, because that was such a fun yes. project. We went out in a storm and filmed this, like, what was it about? It was, we had to say, like, what makes America great. It was, like, our final oh. project for Gov. And you dressed up as Abe, and then, and yeah. And a bunch oh. of reasons. But, yeah, we'll post it, actually, onto our Instagram. Check us out at boogotcha. Dot podcast. Yeah, that. We've said it before. You know where it is. We will post that video <laughs> on our channel in memory of, in memory of the story, because it's going to die. In memory of Abe. Okay. In memory of Abe, because he is the one in true. This is my story, y'all. Here we go. Four score and seven years of death. I really like that title. I'm proud of it. I love it. (laughs) I just can't believe it ended like that. Abraham Lincoln was the greatest president who ever lived. If he hadn't have been shot, who knows how many more amazing things would have been done under him. I'm sorry. Was there a question embedded in that? Asked the tour guide. Uh, not really. I just love good old Abe, you know? Okay, and if you look up to your left, you'll see where Abraham Lincoln was infamously shot. I lift up my phone ever so slightly and discreetly take a photo. I feel a nudge into my side and turn to look at Sam. He's giving me a look that says, don't get us in trouble, moron. So I slide my phone into my back pocket. Dude, you gotta give it a rest. Everything happens for a reason. You can't change the past. You're right. It's just so frustrating. Stupid John Wilkes Booth being a stupid killer. If you two are done, could we continue the rest of the tour? I can tell this lady would rather be anywhere else but here. We both sh- we both shut our mouths and the tour goes on. I gaze around the huge empty theater as the lady continues laying out facts. 
I'm a huge history buff, as well as a history major at the university, and I dragged my best friend along. As a political science major, he was just as interested as I was, for presidential reasons. We circle around the theater and come upon a staircase. We start to head up, and the steps groan underneath our weight. Just to let you know, presidential reasons is like my new go-to. For, for presidential reasons, you know. Why do you have to go to the bathroom all the time? Presidential, presidential reasons. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, new response. And up here is where Abraham's balcony seat was. Unfortunately, we are not allowed to actually go inside and see his seats. The doors have been shut to the public since the incident. However, here you can see the doors. As unguarded as they were the night he was shot. <laughs> now She is calling the guards out. <laughs> We'll head back downstairs to finish up the tour. Everyone turns back, turns to go back, but I grab the back of Sam's shirt to hold him back. He looks back at me, and I put a finger to my lips. We wait silently as the group disappears below us. He fully turns around to question me. What, what are you, are you doing? doing? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Sam? <laughs> what are you, you doing? He interrogates me. Let's check out the seats, dude, I say excitedly. Are you out of your mind? Did you not hear what the lady said? There hasn't been anyone in there since he died. All the more reason to check it out. We'll be the first ones to actually see where it happened. And the first ones in jail for it, too. I hear him mutter, but I've already turned towards the door. Come on, live a little, I exclaim, (laughs) and he begrudgingly follows my lead. I put my hand on the brass knob of the door and slowly turn. Oh, disclaimer real quick. I've never been to the theater and I did not... I'm busy. I'm in college. I did not take the time to, like, really extensively research this. So if there's something wrong with, like, maybe it was a silver doorknob or, like, maybe the theater wasn't, like, I don't know. Just imagine this is a story and just immerse yourself in it. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Well, I already thought that you had gone there, and so that this was all completely real. It's my dream to go there, of course, but (laughs) someone would take me, Callie. Oh, my gosh. When's your birthday? Okay. (laughs) Alrighty, surprisingly, it's unlocked, and I push the door open. A weird sensation fills my body as I enter the balcony. Yeah, the (laughs) feeling of death, oh my goodness. A stench hits my nose with what I can only describe as centuries-old blood. I feel Sam come up behind me, and we're silent for several moments as we take in what we're seeing. The balcony seats are faded and worn with age, and the one and one of them has an old, discolored blood stain down the back. Must have been reading the stories. I'm always just so like, oh my gosh! Did you know I'm in here with those descriptive? Um, what's the word for the words that describe words. things? Adjective. Yeah. You know, I was going to sound so cool, and then I forgot the word for it. Descriptive adjectives. Boy. Okay, here, I'll start from Sam's line. Must okay. have been his seat. Sam whispers, stating the obvious. Yeah, I'm going to sit in it. I carefully move around to the front. Sam tries to hold me back, but I'm too quick. Oh my gosh, okay, wait, disclaimer. <laughs> I accidentally gave Callie's character two names. <laughs> so wait, what was I before? Her name right now is Camille, but later it becomes Allison because I was like, I want to put myself in the story, but I must have forgot that I already <laughs> named her Camille. This is how much Allison is obsessed with Abe that she just suddenly has to put herself in the story. Can we talk about how I focus so much on adjectives that my continuity is never good in these <laughs> scenes? So just change the Camille to Allison because that's what it is okay. in the end. It's okay. It's worth it for all this adjectivation. Oh, oh and it's my line anyway. Okay. Allison, I swear you better stop. This is serious. What's the harm? I jokingly <laughs> smile. I slowly sit down onto the seat, but I never feel a seat. I'm falling. Air rushes past my ears and I start to scream, Sam, help! But I can't even hear the sound of my own voice. All I know is that I'm falling. Whoosh! The wind screeches. I flail, but I feel nothing. I struggle to open my eyes, but when I do, I see nothing. There's just darkness. I squeeze my eyes back shut and accept my fate. All of a sudden, it's dead silent. I'm on my back paralyzed in the fear of what's just happened what did just happen i don't know suddenly applause i slowly sit up 
I look around. Gosh, it's like when you fall in the cafeteria and everybody just starts applauding. <laughs> Your food goes flying, the tray like yeah. goes up. She's just been brought back to like fifth grade in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, applause. I slowly sit up. I look around. There's black curtains and I see people in costumes. I appear to be backstage somewhere. I slowly stand up. I go to the edge of the curtain and peek out into the crowd. It appears to be intermission as the lights aren't dim. Are dimmed. Wait, aren't. would they be dimmed? No, because it, it's intermission, course. so they like brought them up. Yes. Again, I don't remember if the lights were invented here. So they brought the candles <laughs> up. I don't know. They're, it's illuminated by something that makes light. I really feel like I should know if light was... It was invented by, like, Nikola Tesla or something, but I don't know where he lived. Have you seen that new movie that's coming out with Tom Holland? (gasps) Yes. Well, I haven't seen it when I saw the trailer. And Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, too. Yeah. It's a good cast. Looks good. Yeah. Okay. I appear to be backstage somewhere. Oh, wait. It appears to be intermission, as the lights aren't dimmed. Laughter draws my eyes up. I see balcony seats. I see him. Dark hair. Full beard. This is Allison's fantasy story of President Lincoln. It's President Lincoln. His wife will get rid of him. Sits next to him. <laughs> we'll get rid of her. His wife sits next to him. On the other side is Major Henry Rathbone. Oh, I remember hearing about Rathbone. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah I had to research that. And his fiance. Did you know? So my cousins went to the um like the display of his like like the theater and the house oh, across lucky. like they went through the tour and stuff yeah rathbone apparently abe's wife i think she was too talkative or something and a lot of people didn't like to hang out with her yeah and so they abe had invited the people that he invited yeah so uh-huh. be like, no. <laughs> yeah so they probably felt awful and another <laughs> thing too several times that night they almost didn't go because Mary Todd got sick. She didn't feel well. And so, but Abe was like, I gotta go. Because, like, the press already told him that, like, the president was coming. And then they got in the car. And when they mm-hmm. got there, Abe was like, man, I don't really want to be here. So, like, wow. Oh, my goodness. So, moral of the story, if you don't feel like you want to go, don't go. If you don't want to go to class, don't go to class. You never know. Just kidding. Please go to class. <laughs> but what if they trip and fall into their head? Oh, my gosh. Don't go to class. No, please. Okay. We can't get sued. <laughs> 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 oh, his wife sits. Wait, you're at your line after fiance. Okay. Just like in the history books, I, w- I hate how I said that line. <laughs> Restart. Just like in the history books, I whisper, astonished. Wait a minute, if he's still alive, then the assassination hasn't occurred yet. I can save him. <laughs> then it fully hits me that I'm in the 1800s. I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt, of course. I glance back at the rack of costumes and realize I gotta change, or I'm gonna look very out of place. I grab the first dress I see and quickly change into it. I pull my hair out of its ponytail and smooth it down. Then I'm ready and I make my way to the back exit. As I open the stage door, I feel a pair of eyes on me. But when I look around me, there's no one there. A good continuity. Freaked. Nothing happens of that. Nothing comes of that. Really? Because I, I thought to, it was going to be booed. I need to... Spoiler alert. I suck at writing stories. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> I think what happened was I kept having different ideas as I was writing, and instead of, like, rereading the whole thing when I was done, I just kept moving on to different ideas as the story went on and then just didn't read it back and just turned it in. (laughs) Like the bad student I am. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. (laughs) Slightly freaked. Only slightly. I would be on the floor by now. Slightly freaked, I find my bearings and begin my way towards the stairs that would lead to the balcony. Brave soul. Wow. As I walk, I pass Officer John Parker, the... What's an SOB? The son of a bitch. Yeah, you, oh, you just... The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that guy's my dance class. There it is. The SOB, who's supposed to be guarding the doors, and the president. <laughs> I seethe quietly, but resume my mission. I find the stairs and, my, and, yeah. and make my way up them. The door comes into view, and so does... John Wilkes Booth, Whoa. about to punch him, punch him. About to. <laughs> He's standing sneakily in front of the door, his gun in hand. Oh, it's like seconds before. Oh, yeah. I creep towards him, afraid that if I frighten him, I'll be the one with a bullet in my head. <laughs> but you'd save Abe, so what's the harm? <laughs> he might have more than one bullet. True. 
I try to hurry, but he starts to open the door. <gasps> I'm getting closer. He slowly walks onto the balcony. I make it to the doorframe, and I watch as he raises his gun to aim right at the <gasps> president's head. Suddenly, loud laughter and applause is heard from below, and I know I have seconds to act. Disclaimer. Yes. Oh my goodness. That actually happened in real life. He waited until yes. there was a big laughter in the audience to shoot so that it wouldn't be as... I see. I did, <clears throat> I did do some research. I, like 50%. Just not in, like, so much the architecture of the theater, really. I just kind of... <laughs> also, another disclaimer. I tried to research what gun he used to, like, better help my story. Uh-huh. I have no idea what gun lingo is, and I couldn't find out anything. So just pretend that, like, whenever I talk about this gun later and you read it, that that's just what it is. So all you okay. gun experts out there, I don't know anything about them. I just know okay. you pull the trigger, they go boom. Continue. Okay. I lunge at the... Assa- oh... I lunge at the assassin and shove his arm straight up just as the gun... They're going to say straight up hits <laughs> just as the gun goes off. Bang! Screams are heard all around as everyone turned towards the interrupting boom. I reach down and grab the gun, sliding it away. I look up and right into the eyes of Abraham Lincoln. My one and... <laughs> Can I just say I'm another disclaimer? I'm sorry I keep doing this. This was the point that I realized this story isn't scary at all. And then I had to make it scary, so if this is just kind of weird, just realize that I was like, the story was about to be a romance, and I was uh-huh. like, wait a minute, this isn't a romance <laughs> podcast, it isn't, boo, love ya, it's boo, gotcha, so. But really, to everyone listening, boo, we love you. Yeah, true. But, yeah, so. All get ten for, listeners, get ready we for love you all. Crazy times for the rest of the story, because it's wild. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Abe is astonished at this beautiful young woman before him. <laughs> you oh, saved it's me, my it's me. Oh. I gotta be Abe. Oh, okay, yeah. let me get in the mindset. Ooh, get my, we gotta do Abe get my voice. beard on. Okay. <clears throat> you saved my life. What is your name? He says, I struggle to speak, but managed to get my name out. Al- Allison. I say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Allison. Don't mess with the past. What? <laughs> he grabs my neck and slowly lifts me into the air. His six foot four inch figure looms over me, his bony hand gripping me tighter. I gasp and struggle for a breath, but I can't. I'm dying. I flail and manage to kick him right in his stomach. You just kicked A. He lets out an oof and drops me. I roll over and grab the gun I had so carelessly thrown aside earlier. I aim straight at my... At my Abe. Oh my. <laughs> Why does it say at my Abe? He is my Abe. I aim straight at my Abe and pull the trigger. But this is the 1800s, so nothing <laughs> happens. I don't know how to use a gun. It's no use. Abe is getting closer. A number of things. It being the 1800s had anything to do with the gun, but I didn't know what to write there, so I <laughs> Guns probably were different back then. It's okay. It probably backfired. <laughs> I feel like guns back then definitely were not as smooth, you know, yeah, not as good. I think in my head I thought, oh, this is the time where guns, you had to, once you shot one bullet, you had to do the whole, like, pour the powder in and then, like, push the cloth in. <laughs> so that could maybe be a different time. That's, like, Hamilton time. I don't remember what the age between Hamilton and Abe. I think Hamilton was after him. Editor Allison here. I just wanted to take a second and roast myself because despite knowing almost all the lyrics to My Shocked, I somehow didn't know that Hamilton was way before Abraham Lincoln because he literally knew George Washington. And I just wanted to apologize for my stupidity. Um, thank you. <laughs> Plot twist, Abe was at Hamilton? It was actually Abe uh, and Hamilton who had the duel, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know how to use a gun. It's no use. Abe is getting closer. I scream as I jump up and run towards the, do- towards the door. The- towards the door. As I run to the stairs, I don't have to look behind me. I can hear him running after me. Dun, 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 dun. I take the stairs two at a time. Yes, you gotta double time it. I hear a thud behind me, and moments later, a huge weight hits me from behind. Oh my gosh, this is gonna give me nightmares about Abe. I yelp as I roll down the stairs. No, don't. That freaks me out. Okay. 
I land at the bottom and feel a pop in my ankle as it twists. Mm, not like the feet area. Oh, sorry. I moan in pain, and when I go to sit up, his face is right in front of mine. I begin to cry. Me too, sister. His cold eyes glaring into mine. Do you realize what you've done? You've rewritten history. Everything has changed. You stupid, stupid girl. You have no idea what you've done, do you? The very fate of humanity could be at risk, and it's your fault, you despicable, worthless human! I look closely at him. That's not the Abe I know and love. I swiftly grab his head and slam it into my good leg's knee, and he's out like a light. Again, it was like 11 p.m. last night, and I was like, gotta finish the story, and then this happened. <laughs> I had to find a preacher to perform an exorcism. Okay, true, though. Like, the whole thing, calling her a human, like, you don't do that if you're not human, if you yeah. are a human. Hmm. I see where this is going. I begin making plans on what to do next when I stop and realize he's not wrong. I have changed history, and I have no idea the repercussions of what it may have in modern day. A tear comes to my eyes when I realize what I must do. I look around and see a huge brass door knocker. I limp over and pull hard until it breaks <laughs> off into my hand. I go back over to him to make a knock-knock joke. <laughs> I stare long and hard. Until tears fill my eyes. I'm s- Hold on, I need to gather myself for this one. I'm so sorry, Mr. President. I whisper as I lift the cold piece of metal above my head. I won't describe what happens next because it broke my heart. But when I finished, I lay down in the pool of blood and sobbed until I passed out. From the pain of my ankle to the pain of my heart, I'm not so sure. <laughs> this is, hold on, this is by far, I think, the best story I've ever read. It is full of laughter, pain, sadness, <laughs> surprise. Oh I'm really proud. Um, Let's continue. Just so you guys know. I am currently in, like, an all-glass room, and there are so many people around me, and I feel like they just don't understand what's going on in here. <laughs> they probably think it's a Lincoln fan fiction. <laughs> okay, we are okay. now to... It dot dot dotted after that, so we're at a little bit of a pause, and then all of a sudden, Allison! Time has passed. Allison! I wake suddenly to the sound of Sam. I'm sitting in the chair. His chair. I look up into the eyes of Sam and suddenly it all comes flashing back. The images flood my mind. I begin to cry once more and Sam holds me. Once... Oh, that's you. <laughs> once you sat down, you just went into this trance. I couldn't snap you out of it. I was too afraid to get anyone for fear of getting in trouble. So I've just been sitting here with you. It's been three hours. I look into his face, unable to speak. Come on, let's get you home. Sam says softly, helping me up. I go to stand and crumble as I put weight on my ankle. Sam picks me up off of the ground. You must be in shock. Here, let me carry you. But as Sam picks me up, I know the real reason why, and I know I'll never be able to forgive myself. As he carries me out from the balcony, I look over his shoulder to see the apparition with the beaten in school of the only man I've killed and the only man I've loved. <laughs> The end. What a roller coaster. Snaps for Allison. Snaps for Allison. It's backstory time. So, <laughs> original idea. The whole beginning happens. I save Abe. And he's like, wow, I'm so happy that you saved me. And then he was going to be so happy that we dated, I guess. I don't know. I was... <laughs> And this is realized, a fan fanfiction. I was like, or like he was just going to be like, you're my new security advisor or something. And then I was going to like be okay. in the past. And so I was going to start disintegrating because like I didn't belong there. And so oh, then I was like, uh, Infinity War disintegrating your does. I probably should have gone that route because this was just weird because the whole like I felt eyes on me. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I don't know why I included that in. I never followed up on that. 
Um, but that's okay, because in stories, sometimes there's just small things that add to, like, the feeling of being watched and being scared that just makes it more exciting. I think it was cool. And so then he was possessed by a demon. That was why he acted like that, because, you know, Abe wouldn't really act like that in real life. Yeah. And so that was the whole, like... Because <gasps> you know. Yeah, I know. It would never act like that. And so then I was going to, like, have me take him to a preacher and get him exercised, but then I was like, you know what? Mm. Let's just kill him off, because the story needs to end. And we so, killed Abe off. Because then I was like, if I did that, then he's going to be fine. And then I'm just right back to where I started with not knowing how to, like, make this. Yeah. So then I was like, I guess this is how it ended up. I guess I just need to work better on these stories, because I just need to make a plan before I start writing. That's my problem. I get too excited, and I'm like, oh, let's, I have this idea. Let's write it. And then I'm, like, halfway through, and then I'm, like, oh, that doesn't work. And so instead of regrouping, I'm, like, let's just, he's got a demon in him. No. Okay, (laughs) unless I'm crazy, everybody that is listening, please go on Instagram and in the comments, tell Allison how good her story is. And also, like, tell us what else you want to hear, like, what kind of stories you want to hear, whether it's alien fan fiction or climate change, anything, you know, supernatural, paranormal, mystery, we're into it. And stay tuned. (laughs) If we get a following and you guys want your stories to be heard, send them to us in the DMs and we will shout you out and read your, Mm -hmm. we will dramatically narrate your story and give you a shout out on the podcast. So, like, if you love writing, if you love spook. You don't even have to be good. Mm-hmm. Take it from me. You don't even have to be good. You got a story idea. You want it to be heard. Hit us up in the DMs and we will yes. get that out for you. And fiction or nonfiction. Like it happened yeah. in real life or it's just something that you thought would be a good story. Exactly. All right. Here we boys. go. Ghost or not. Part two. All right. We got two um, basic names here. Alright, which one do you think is real? Joe Bush or Tom Farlinger? Farlinger. See, this is where I'm like, this. the Farlinger? first name is so simple, so it could be a lie, but the second name is so <laughs> weird, you could have just typed in your keyboard and this auto-corrected to this. <laughs> Joe Bush sounds like a president, so I'm going to say Joe Bush is the real one. Really? Dang, you got it right, girl. Alright. Do you want to go ahead and read those little descriptions for him? Yes. So Joe Bush is a legendary ghost that allegedly haunts the Sumter Valley Gold Dredge of Sumter, Oregon, United States. Dredge workers operate dredge. Okay, I've said dredge like five (laughs) times. What is a dredge? (laughs) Well, I wanted to put in an explanation of what dredge workers are, and it really didn't explain it well. (laughs) But wait, here. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Look up dredge. Well, what it'll tell you is they operate dredge to remove sand, gravel, and other materials in order to ex- excavate and maintain navigable, oh. navigable, Okay. Navi- Whoa, I can't English. I just don't get, because they say they operate dredge, so is a dredge yeah. like a tool? I think dredge is sand, gravel, and other materials. But they operate dredge. You don't operate they sand. They operate dredge to remove. Oh, it must be like, it must they be must the use machinery. Use. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> dredge workers working on the number 42 dredge. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, how many more times can I say dredge? <laughs> At Sumter Valley, have reportedly claimed the ghost leaves wet bare footprints on the dredge decks, causes lights to flicker and doors to open and close unexpectedly. I'm gonna have a nightmare about dredge. I don't even know what it is, and I'm already just like, what? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Tom Farlinger is possibly the kindest ghost you would have ever met. He lives in an old bed and breakfast where he died of natural causes while on an across-the-U.S. trip with his dog, Skipper. Aww, Skipper. Tom opens doors for people, catches things that are about to fall when guests' hands are full, and sometimes says hello to guests when they're sleeping. His dog... Comes across as scary, but... Just as sweet and kind, helps children find their parents when they get lost in the winding halls of the bed and breakfast, and also occasionally trips guests that are being rude to those that work at the bed and breakfast. So the dog is still alive? Um, no, the dog's dead, too. Did he I didn't put dog? in a description. No, he just... Did the dog die of sadness? Um, oh, horrible. I'm guessing Tom Filinger would have died, and they would have been like, well, we'll just keep the dog here. And so the dog lived out his days in the bed and breakfast okay. until he died okay, of old age. I, I'm, I don't care about yeah. Tom, but, like, the dog. <laughs> okay, ooh. Um, Diogen or Barbus? Diogen? Diogen. It's Diogen. 
Diogen or Barbus? Barbus? I'm gonna say Barbus is fake. Ding ding ding! Look at you go! Oh my gosh, okay. you're gonna laugh when you find out what it's from. Like D- my fake name. Diogen or Diogen uh-huh. or the eyes. <laughs> I think you actually said it right the first time and I was the Diogen? one that was wrong. I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. Is a ghost believed to haunt the Sonian forest in Belgium. It is often seen as figure in the form of fog, followed by smaller shadow figures. Ooh. I thought that was really creepy. That is like, creepy. Like imagine seeing a form in the fog and then smaller, Ooh. like shadow figures yeah i also like mine are always paragraphs and i feel kind of bad i made you read all that crap and then i'm just like the eyes form in the fog i loved it okay (laughs) and then barbus is actually the name of a large gray hunting dog found in callie's favorite video game skyrim okay no wonder i don't know what that is he can be found along the road outside falkreath and is a supernatural creature that has taken the form of a dog I don't so know anybody Skyrim, that, but I do yeah. know the one character, Lydia, from that one time in, like, freshman year, and she, what would she always say? She'd be like, you can't oh hit gosh. me, because you'd, like, try to stab yes. her, and she'd be like, she'd say something. She'd be like, I'm on your side. I'm That's what she said. I'm on your side. <laughs> she'd, like, and this one and time, like, oh. you remember the one time I sent you a video? She got stuck way halfway in the ground, stuck halfway in the ground. Mm-hmm. And, like, was following me around, but it was just her torso and up. I'm on your side. <laughs> oh, throwback. Okay. okay, next we got King Boo or Headless Nun. So dumb um, myself. I think Headless Nun is real. Yes. I would have been surprised if you thought King Boo was. I was like, mm, oh my gosh, King Boo is the main antagonist of the Luigi Mansion series and the arch enemy of Luigi. Um, if you would have picked that, I would have been like... Fun fact, in 7th grade, Callie and I mm-hmm. were Mario and Luigi <gasps> for Halloween, and oh. we had drama club practice the day of Halloween, mm-hmm. and we were so bitter, you know, our little 13-year-old selves were like, why can't we go trick-or-treating, we have to be at the school, and so... We were 13. There was like this one, you know, the little neighborhoods that was like open 30 minutes longer than the other ones, because they would like... Halloween had a closing time, I guess, in our town. Our town's really small. <laughs> There's never a closing time for Halloween and so, in our house. Like, as soon as the practice was done, we, like, ran into the school bathroom and, like, put on our mustaches and put on the costumes. And, and our mom I'd drove like us you to, know, too, to um, the town so we could to yes. the little place. Allison, how tall are you? I am 5'5". Five five. I don't know how okay, tall so I was during that, but I was definitely shorter than you because you're, t- like... Half a I'm five nine. Yeah, you're like and so she had these two costumes that were her height. <laughs> oh, and yeah. so the Luigi costume on me, like definitely stop halfway through Wait, like on my calf. I thought I was Luigi. Oh gosh. Because I remember I've always been obsessed with Luigi. But I think what happened was you really wanted to be Luigi, but I couldn't fit into the Mario costume. Okay, that might be it. Because I, I, I knew I definitely would have let you be Luigi. I know what it was. The Luigi costume was my size, and the Mario one was Adrian's size. Because my <gasps> sister, at the time, was shorter than me. She's okay. now, I think, 5'8", so she outgrew me. But that's, that's what happened. Because you, that's like, why. could not okay. fit. Okay, but I remember you were like, but I want to be Luigi. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And you were like, no, we need to go trick-or-treating. Just put it on. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> also, was that the same time? Because it was you, me, and my mom. Because uh-huh. at the time we went, someone had made their house into a makeshift haunted house. Yep. And we uh-huh. went in it with some little, with some like 14 year old boy. And yep. we were like, dude, lead the way because we might get freaking murdered in this random house. Uh, I mean, your mom was like, cool. go, have fun. We were like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, probably can't do that anymore because <laughs> the earth is cruel and humans suck. But yeah, that was kind of sketchy. That was so fun. Um, bleep this out. <clears throat> That was in, which is about, like, just 10 oh. minutes. Yeah. I drive past there a lot. Some Like, go into either my mom's work or, like, into Indy. Sometimes I go that way. And, like, I pass right near the house that we went through. Oh, dang. You yeah. remember it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't Do you remember when we got scared off the porch? Yes. Like, I ran off the side and you chainsaw. fell down the steps. That was a different house. That wasn't the haunted house. No. But, yeah, I remember that. So that was hilarious. Okay. Good memories. Okay. Oh, you want to read um, that? Headless Nun 
is an 18th century resident known as Sister Marie of French Fort Cove in Norden, now the city of Miramichi, New Brunswick. Yes. So sorry. Very, various tales describe her beheading. In one version, a mad trapper cut off her head and ran to the woods with it. In another, two sailors cut off her head after she refused to divulge the location of a treasure. Why would a nun know a treasure? The story yeah. holds that Sister Marie's head was never found, resulting in her spirit forever roaming the area in search of it. Is that conjuring? Or no? Because no. isn't the nun headless in that? Or? No, the nun's not headless in that. Oh, prank. No, but it is I a just, nun, and she's I'm terrifying. I'm thinking of the trailer. I don't remember the name. It's the newest movie in that kind of series, and this trailer mm-hmm. gave me nightmares because it's the scene where you see the young girl nun walking in the dark, and there's that nun, the floating nun thing yes. behind her. That was for The Conjuring 2. Yeah. It was that nun headless? I'm pretty sure that nun, or like it had a cloak on or something, so you couldn't she see had a the cloak face. Mm-hmm. And then you think that, like, she's going to get scared by that, but then something comes from the side. Yep. And the first time I saw that, I swear I almost peed my pants. I was it like, was oh, my gosh. a good that jump freaked scare. me out. <laughs> and then they had that Snapchat trailer that, like, they had to take down because, like, people complained. Really? Because it was so scary. And, yeah, I probably would have, too, because... Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Our call just disconnected. So, anyways... <laughs> Um, before technical difficulties happened, I was talking about the Snapchat advertisement that they had for that movie. And so what would happen is when you would click and the advertisement would pop up, it would be a black screen. And then the little volume thing would pop up and it would say, hey, turn your volume up all the way. And so me being freaking idiot was like, oh, it's probably like quiet. So I turn my volume up all the way. And then the nun face pops up in the camera and like scares the crap out of you. And like I dropped my phone on my face and it was (laughs) awful. And I read an article about how they got backlash for that advertisement because people were, like, <laughs> wearing headphones and it was, like, blasting their eardrums. And uh-huh. it was wild. And I remember it got taken down, like, a week after it because it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think we okay. have one more. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to... Not going to lie, I already know the answer to this one because when I was researching... I found really? the same ghost. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so no. sorry. Okay. So it's Royal Hall ghost or Tulip Staircase ghost, and I already know that the Tulip Staircase ghost is the real one. It would have been so, so funny if you were like, so I already know that the Royal Hall <laughs> ghost is the real one. <laughs> Cheating alert. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. Okay. Um, I will read. The Tulip Staircase ghost is one of the most famous historical sightings and a picture of a ghost. So Ralph Hardy, a retired clergyman from British Columbia, was visiting the Queen's house at the National Maritimes Museum in Greenwich, England in 1966 when he snapped a photo of the Tulip Staircase. Once he got home and developed the photo, his friend asked him who was on the staircase. Ralph, completely unaware of who he had captured. Thought that was going to keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> and then the Royal Hall ghost would have been a young boy ghost who had died in a sudden <laughs> and odd death, such as falling into a well or getting ran over by a horse. Like, <laughs> Dude, horses are scary. I'd rather have fallen a well. <laughs> horses and deer, scary. But also, the one creepy girl with the long black hair lives in the well, so maybe not. I don't know. It's Ugh. They're both scary. Anyway, his royal family would have been shadowed with shadowed with grief I, wow i've never heard that before but it sounds very <laughs> emotional i'm here making my own grammar <laughs> but quickly moved on making the boy ghost angry an angry little fellow haunting the halls of his family i like to imagine that like they had another baby and like forgot about him and he just like tormented the baby and like made yeah, it cry a- it's kind of what I was thinking. It's like yeah. he's just so angry and he taunts his family for the rest of eternity. For the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you're ready. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have reached the end of episode two. Oh my gosh. That was a episode ride. Two. I loved your Abe story. Oh I honestly, this that. episode two was a fever dream for me. I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't eaten really. And I'm oh just like, gosh. this day has been so like crazy. But I feel like the first episode I was so on it. And now I'm just like, what blinking. is like? 
And stay tuned for episode three, which we're actually recording right now, but you won't hear until two weeks after this one. So Yay, like four weeks time from commitments. Now. Woohoo! Alright, so good morning, good night, good afternoon to And happy Hanukkah. Just kidding, Merry that's Christmas. not now. Oh my gosh, it's not Christmas time, it's Halloween time. Get your um, fall on. Once again, let me pull it up because <laughs> I don't remember things. But check us shout out. Shout out to our listeners. Let's give a little shout out. Shout out. I, I mean, I shouted out my grandparents. Who? who no, they? to like, who we got? I don't know. Listeners in Virginia? Oh, Ohio, yeah. Ohio. Oregon. Um, Oregon. Indiana. Of course, Indiana, home state. True. Yes. Shout out I to all you guys for listening. Like, keep out. it up. <laughs> They don't know. Indiana's big. They can't... True. They could find us. The boot of the Midwest. (laughs) Just kidding. I think Louisiana's the boot of the Midwest. We're the... I don't know. The chicken nugget, I guess. That's kind of how we're shaped. We are a chicken nugget. All of Indiana is just a big chicken nugget. All right. (laughs) Check us out. Twitter. Boo Gotcha Pod. Hi. Editor Allison here for the final time this episode. So we changed our Instagram name to Boo Gotcha Pod so that our social medias kind of have the same name now. So that is all the same as our Twitter. And ignore the joke I make later about not having the names similar because I tried to fix it today. So thank you. And Facebook, Boo Gotcha. <laughs> we really did a terrible job of not making our social medias all the same name, but you know what? If you search <laughs> Boo Gotcha, it's probably going to come up. So um, website is www.boo-gotcha-podcast.weebly.com where you can access all the social media I just said. Um, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to this us. This has been Boo Gotcha.